Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Sports Talk with Ben. Today I'm going to be talking about football like usual, but we are starting to get to the point though, with the Super Bowl being next weekend now, where we're going to start focusing on basketball soon more. I think that um, next week I'm going to be starting to talk a lot more about college basketball and also a little bit more about the NBA. And it, the NFL is starting to wind down. I mean, the Super Bowl is just, um, like I said, it's going to be next weekend. And I feel like usually at the end of the season, it starts to, like, wind down a little bit. Where, like, like right now, I think I'm honestly more excited about the NFL offseason than I am about the Super Bowl. Like, I kind of just get to the point where, like, yeah, I'm obviously excited to see the game and to see who wins. But I have to wait, like... Well, at this point, about a week, but since last week, it was two weeks. I have to wait two weeks for that one game, and I kind of just want to see, like, how the off season is going to play out and, like, what's going to happen with all that. I feel like that's kind of usually, like, how I'm feeling at the end of the season. So, free agency in the NFL does start in, I'm pretty sure it's March, around March 15th, so in a little bit over a month. So... I think I'm going to try to follow that more closely than usual. It's not that I don't usually cook. It's not that I don't usually follow it, but I usually just don't really get that excited about it. And sometimes I, I don't usually check it like every day to see like all the signings and stuff. But I think that um, this year I'm going to be more focused on just the free agency in the NFL. I mean, right now, I'm definitely feeling really excited about it. And like I said, I think that next week, I'll start getting much more into basketball. I'll be talking about that on the on the podcast, at least a little bit more starting next week. And then each week, it's just going to be more and more. Um, So today, obviously, I want to talk about Tom Brady. Last week on the, po- on the podcast, I was saying how he might be retiring. Um, and he did end up retiring. He made a post on Instagram that made it official. Obviously, you guys know that. And I still stand by everything that I said if he did retire, which was that he's the GOAT. There's no question about it. He had an amazing career, and I completely respect his decision. I mean, I know a lot of people wanted him to play another year or another few years, whatever, because he still has it in him. But in the end of the day, as much as he loves football, he he also loves his family. And obviously, I'd love to see him continue playing. But at the same time, though, this was what was best for him and his family. So I completely respect it. And who knows like what he'll end up doing now. I mean, I'm interested personally to see if he ends up becoming a coach or an announcer or an analyst. Or maybe he won't do any of that, but... I'm definitely interested to see if he does end up doing any anything like that. I think Gronk will probably be next. I think he'll also be retiring. I mean, maybe not, but that's what my prediction would be. So, like I was saying last week, the Bucks are in a very bad position now where if they don't... This is going to be a very interesting offseason for them. I mean, they had definitely one of the best teams in the NFL... But now with Brady leaving, all of a sudden they are, they desperately need a, a new quarterback. So they definitely have other good players around Brady, but a lot of them are going are gonna to be 
come free agents, including Chris Godwin. So, I think that the Bucks are in a position where they're going to have to make a choice on if they want to try to get a quarterback that can replace Brady and continue to contend, or if they're just going to try to completely rebuild, which honestly could end up happening. I mean, they don't have a good quarterback right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these free agents wanted to leave. And that would leave the Bucks in a pretty bad situation. They'd have to change a lot of things around. I know that Rodgers is someone who wants to go to a new team. And there's plenty of different teams that that could be. I think that it's possible that the Bucks could be one of those teams. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's going to go there or not. But the Bucks, I'm sure, would definitely like that replacing Brady with Rodgers, who's pretty much one of the very best next options. Um, so the Bucks are definitely in some trouble, though. It will be interesting to see how they handle this. So we got, like I said, we got the Super Bowl coming up next week. Um, I cannot believe that the Bengals actually made it to the Super Bowl. If you told me at the beginning of the season that the Bengals were going to be playing the Super Bowl, I would have laughed in your face and said that you were crazy but here they are in the Super Bowl I mean it's ridiculous like even if you said that at the beginning of the playoffs I even would have thought that was crazy but they did it I mean they just keep finding a way Joe Burrow is playing unbelievably in the playoffs and they just keep finding a way to win every game has been close for them, but honestly, it's been close for pretty much every game in the playoffs, for like everybody. But, I mean, you gotta you gotta give the Bengals some respect. I mean, I don't do I think they deserve to be here? No, not really. I think there are better teams in them in the AFC. But at the same time, though, I do have to respect them for actually making it to here, because even if. Even though I don't think that they're the best team and they don't deserve to be here for that reason, they still did win every game that they needed to to get here. So you gotta you gotta respect that. Um, the Rams I do think are a more deserving team. I think that the only team in the NFC that deserved it more than them, you could argue, would be the Bucks. But they did play each other and the Rams won and it was it ended up being very close. And the Rams do have a better roster, so I don't think that it's crazy that they made it. And they are going to be my pick to win. I definitely think that the Rams will win, but I'm not going to say that the Bengals have no chance because I've said that before. I said that when they played the Chiefs, that they had absolutely no chance of winning because that's how I truly felt. That's what I genuinely thought, but they ended up winning that game. So I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance to beat the Rams because if they can beat the Chiefs, then I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance to beat the Rams, but I don't think that they'll win. The Rams are definitely my pick, but I've I've picked against the Bengals a lot here lately, and I've continued to get that wrong. So I think this time will be different and the Rams will win, but we'll see what happens. Um, I got to say, though, Joe Burrow, I love the guy. And ever since he's came into the NFL, I mean, he's been someone who I've been very, very high on. I know a lot of people have. He was a number one pick, and he was amazing in college. But I think that throughout his whole NFL career, 
I thought that he was underrated. Um, I thought that at first he wasn't getting quite as much recognition as he deserved. His rookie season, he played some games before he got injured, and he was playing at a really, he was playing really, really well. I mean, he had a bad offensive line, and he still managed to put up really good numbers. And then this year, early earlier in the season, he started to get more recognition, but still not as much as he deserved. And then all of a sudden, he had the end of the regular season where he was insane, and now the playoffs where he's been insane in the playoffs. And I think he won. This is very rare to happen to a player in a span of just a couple weeks. But I think in a span of just a couple weeks, he went from being underrated to being overrated. It Obviously, it would make sense for someone to go from being underrated to properly rated or properly rated to overrated. But to go from being underrated to overrated in just a couple weeks isn't something that usually happens. But Burrow just played so well in that couple weeks. So that's why it happened. I mean, a lot of a lot of times people can overreact to things, and just judging off of a pretty small sample size, people can jump to conclusions. And I think that Burrow has played great, but some of the stuff, some of the ways that people are acting, it's just too much in my opinion. I mean, people are acting like he's like the best person in the world, just like not even as a football player, but just like as a person all around. Like people are absolutely obsessed with him. And I really like the guy, but I just think it's a little much, to be honest. And I don't know. Like, I am I still feel the same way that I did about him before, basically, which is that he's a great player. He's going to end up being a superstar. He'll be a top-five quarterback in the league at some point, like when he's in his prime, and he'll end up being a Hall of Famer, which is very high praise. But at the same time, though, there there are people who are taking it to a whole different level. There's people who's, who who think that he already is a top five quarterback. And there's people who think he's like, it, it's just too, it's a little bit too much right now. Honestly, for, for some people, it's a lot too much. For some people, it's a little bit too much. But I love the guy. I respect the Bengals a lot and what they're doing. I don't think they deserve to be here, but I still respect them. Um... But, yeah, I think that's a little much for me. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the Rams are going to be my pick. And they are going to be the team that I'm rooting for. Don't get me wrong. I like the Bengals. Not as much as most people do. Because everybody loves Burrow. And I do, too. But um, I, don't, I know I'm making it sound like I probably don't like Burrow at all. But that's not what I'm saying. I do like Burrow a lot. I'm just saying I don't like the way that people are acting about him that that's what I don't like so it doesn't even really have anything to do with my opinion on him it has to do with my opinion on how people are like thinking of him I guess I just think it's too much and it's kind of like making it making him into like a joke when he's an amazing player but I mean I, I think that people know that but people were just overdoing it and like acting like he's like Tom Brady like he's he's not he's a great player and he is going to continue to get only better but it's just too much right now so thing about the Rams though I am rooting for them because they have so many players that have never won a Super Bowl that def- that I really really think deserve to win a Super Bowl before they retire and some of them are at the end of their career. Some of them still have more time, but they're not that young anymore. So 
the Rams just have so many players that are deserving that are deserving of winning a Super Bowl. Starting with Andrew Whitworth, he's forty years old. He's never won a Super Bowl. This could be his last year, and he has a chance to win a Super Bowl in his last year against his former team. That would be amazing. Whitworth might not he's not their best player, but the reason why I say him first is because I think he deserves to win a Super Bowl more than anybody else on that team, with the possible exception of Matthew Stafford. But Whitworth has been such a good player for such a long time. He's 40 years old, and he's never won a Super Bowl. He's actually played on a lot of teams that haven't been that good. He was on the Bengals for a while, who were okay when he was there. Um, So I think he's very deserving. Then Stafford's next. This is the first year that he won a playoff game, and now he's in the Super Bowl. I definitely think he deserves to win a Super Bowl before he retires. He's a great quarterback. He has been his whole career. And not it's not easy to win a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. I mean, I think that that's definitely the most important position in terms of, like, like it's the most dependent. I'm trying to think how to explain this. Like, to win a Super Bowl, you need a good quarterback is what I'm trying to say. So I think that, that Stafford, I mean... I talked earlier this season about how I think you really need to be a top five quarterback to win a Super Bowl, but there are exceptions to that. So I think that at some point in Stafford's career, even though he was never a top five quarterback, I do think he deserves to win at least one Super Bowl throughout his entire career. He hasn't yet, so I'd be really happy for him. I mean, he was really loyal to the Lions, who just weren't a good team. So he... He's had to go through a lot of bad seasons, a lot of losses. So for him to win a Super Bowl this year, I'd be really happy for him. Then we got OBJ. He hasn't won one. And he has had... he He's definitely had to deal with some struggles over the last couple of years. After having a great start to his career, he dealt with a lot of injuries. And he definitely declined. And here he is now playing better this season. Even in my mind, like, I kept thinking of him as, like, yeah, he's still just as good as he was. He's just been injured. Like, he hasn't gotten the chance. Like, whatever. But then eventually I just got to the point. At, like, some point this season, about a little bit less than halfway through, I was just like, okay, he's gotten a chance. Like, he has played every game for them. And I can make all the excuses that I want about how he doesn't have the chemistry with Baker Mayfield, or how he's not fully recovered, whatever, but maybe he never will be. So I can't just keep making those excuses. I have to judge him based on how he's performing, and the way that he's performing is not like a top wide receiver. So then at that point, I'm like, okay, he's going to, in terms of where I think of him, he's going to go down a lot, and if he wants to go back up to where he was before, he's going to have to prove that instead of me just thinking that he is the way that he was before. And I think the way he played the rest of the season definitely wasn't as good as he was before, but it was definitely better than he than he was playing. Um, I think that, yeah, he's, he's definitely helped him out, though, and he has made a difference. No, he's not as good as he was before, but he is making a difference, which he honestly wasn't really doing with the Browns earlier this year. So that would be really cool. I'd be really happy for him if he ended up winning a Super Bowl, even though 
he's worse now than he used to be in my mind. He's still someone that I really, really like. So then Cooper Cup, I mean, he's still pretty young, I guess, kind of. But um, he's having a great year. That would be cool for him. Um, And then you got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Neither of them have ever won a Super Bowl. They both definitely deserve to win one. And Von Miller has won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. So that's like the only guy who actually has won a, <clears throat> has won a Super Bowl on the Rams. And then on the Bengals, a lot of their guys are just a lot younger and have plenty of time. Like Burrow, Chase, Mixon, um, Hendrickson. Like they just have a bunch of young guys on their team who have plenty of time left in their career. And... A lot of the guys on the Rams are a little bit older. Some of them aren't that old, but they're still older than the Bengals stars. So I just think I, I'd be happier to see those guys on the Rams winning a Super Bowl because they kind of just need one more. So that is what I wanted to say about the Super Bowl. I do have some questions that people asked me that I'm going to be answering. So in terms of the all-rookie teams that I've been working on, I don't completely have the defense ready yet. <clears throat> I started to work on it, but I don't have it. I don't have the full, um, the full team out yet. So I should be able to have that next week. Um, I don't imagine why I wouldn't. But so here are some of the questions for today. So we're gonna switch to college basketball for a sec. The first question is which team do I think will win each major conference in college basketball? So I'm guessing that they mean, like, win, in terms of, like, win the conference, I think they mean, like, win the conference tournament. Like, the, so I'll go with, um, so in the ACC, I'm going to go with Duke this year, I guess. They're the only team that's great this year in the ACC. There aren't even any other teams that are ranked right now. I definitely think Duke's the best team in the ACC, so I think they'll win that conference. Then in the Big 12, I'm going to go with Baylor. Them and Kansas are at the top right there. Texas Tech's also pretty good this year. But Baylor has been struggling a little bit lately. I think they'll start to play better, though, and end up winning the conference. Um, In the Big East... My heart definitely wants to say UConn. They're my favorite team in college basketball. I love them. But I think I'm going to have to go with Villanova here. I think they're the best team. Providence has been playing amazing, but I don't think they can stick to quite this level. Um, In the Big Ten, this one's interesting. Um, there, There's a lot of good teams here that could have a chance. I mean, Purdue's great this year. I think Purdue... Is gonna is gonna probably end up being the highest ranked team, in um March Madness that's in the Big Ten, but in terms of who's gonna win the conference, I think I'll go with Michigan State. Like I said, there's definitely multiple teams that could, but I think I'm just gonna go with Michigan State though. So then we got the Pac-12. Um, I'm gonna go with UCLA there, them in Arizona and USC. Those are definitely the three best and also don't count out Oregon. They're they're a good team too who could have a chance. But I'm gonna go with UCLA. I think they're the best team in the Pac twelve and I think they'll also win the conference. And then in the SEC 
don't get me wrong, Auburn is definitely they're ranked number one and they have been the best team so far. We saw them almost lose to Georgia today though, which was crazy. Um, I don't think they're gonna stick to quite this level. So I'm actually gonna go with Kentucky in the SEC. So those are my predictions for that. So then who's the best quarter who's a better quarterback in the Super Bowl between Stafford and Burrow? That's a good question. I mean I'm guessing that most people would probably think it's Burrow right now. I still am going with Stafford, but it is very close. I mean, in my position rankings right now, I have um, Stafford ranked number 8 and Burrow ranked number 10. Dak Prescott is between them. Um, If Burrow, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, it's almost guaranteed that I'm going to move Burrow up at least one spot ahead of Dak. Um, I've been getting, each week, I've been getting closer and closer to moving Burrow up a spot ahead of Dak. And I think that next week, um, if the Bengals do win that game, I think that will probably be enough for me to move Burrow up a spot. Will he be able to also move ahead of Stafford? I'd say probably not, but there could be a chance, though. I mean... I think this is his second year in the league, and it takes time to prove that you're better than these superstars that have been really good players for a while. But Burrow has definitely been moving up at a higher rate than other people just because of how talented he is. So, like I said, like even if they lose, if he still plays a really good game, I still think I might move him ahead of Dak. Honestly, like, okay, you know what? He is better than Dak. I'm going to move him up a spot ahead of Dak. So Burrow is now number 9, and Dak is now number 10. So Burrow is now one spot behind Stafford. Um, If the Bengals win the game, I think that I'll still have Stafford higher, but I guess there could be a chance, but it's going to be tough, though, for him to pass Stafford. Um... So, yeah, I think Stafford's a better player. It's pretty close, though. And next year, I think Burrow will probably be better. Um, I mean, Stafford's not at the point where he's going to continue to get better. And Burrow is. I mean, he's still really young. This was only his second year in the league. So then, our next question was... Okay, so... I was actually just talking about my position rankings, and the question was about that. I haven't talked about that in a while. So I'm not going to go through, like, all of them, through, like, every single player that I have ranked right now. But um, I'll give you guys my top 10 at each position that, I ha- that I've done so far. So for a while, I was doing quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. But I also ended up adding offensive line, and I'm going to add defense as well. I already have defensive ends and defensive tackles, and I'm currently working on outside linebackers, so I'm going to end up going through every position, even kicker and punter. So I'll just read off the top 10 for the positions that I have right now. So at quarterback, we got... Dak at 10, Burrow at 9, Stafford at 8, Kyler Murray at 7, Lamar at 6, Josh Allen at 5, Russell Wilson at 4, Aaron Rodgers at 3, Tom Brady at 2, and Patrick Mahomes at 1. 
I guess Brady won't get to be there next year, so everyone's going to move up a spot. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to have, like, those Mahomes, Brady, and Rodgers, the three best quarterbacks in the league for a few years now. And that's going to change next year because Brady's going to be gone. So then at running back, I got, let's see, Austin Eckler at 10, Joe Mixon at 9, Najee Harris at 8, Aaron Jones at 7, Alvin Kamara at 6, Saquon Barkley at 5, Zeke at 4, Nick Chubb at 3, Jonathan Taylor at 2, and Dalvin Cook at 1. So first, before you guys freak out, McCaffrey and... Derrick Henry don't qualify because of injuries. I think there might also be a couple other people. Um, but there are some people who just don't qualify here. So in terms of having Cook ahead of Taylor, I understand that if you strictly just look at this season, that Taylor is better. But I'm just doing it in terms of like who I think is better. So Taylor definitely moved up a lot this year, all the way up to number two. As only Cook's a little bit better overall, it's definitely close, though. And then I know some of you would definitely disagree that I still have Zeke so high up and Barkley. But they've just been so such great players for a while. I mean, Barkley, I do really think that he's um not fully healthy. He has a really bad offensive line. I know it sounds like I'm making the same excuses for him that I did with OBJ for a while. And that's why, like, I did think that Barkley was the number one running back in the league. And now I have him at five. So it takes time. But next year, if he doesn't get better, then he'll continue to move down more. And Zeke, he wasn't that bad. And I know that some people were frustrated with him. But he played great at the beginning of the season. Then at the end, he actually was injured. Like, he was literally playing through injuries. Like, with Barkley, I'm just saying he's not fully healthy, but he wasn't exactly playing through injuries as much as Zeke, who, like, literally got, like, a new injury that he just played through. So, I think that he's still a really good player. Um. So, then at wide receiver, so, let's see, I have... um. Amari Cooper at 10, Cooper Cup at 9, Justin Jefferson at 8, Keenan Allen at 7, Mike Evans at 6, Don't Kill Me, Julio at 5, Stephon Diggs at 4, Devontae Adams at 3, Tyree Kill at 2, and DeAndre Hopkins at 1. I know that a lot of you are going to be very mad that I have Julio at 5, that I have Jefferson and Cup as low as 8 and 9, and that I don't have Jamar Chase in the top 10. I know, I know. Or Debo. I don't have him in the top 10 either. Like I said, this isn't just based on this season alone. So, and with Cup, yeah, he's a great player now. You have to realize, though, a lot of what he does is because of the position that the Rams put him in. I don't think that he's actually as talented of a player as the guys that I have ahead of him, which is why I don't have him higher up. But he's just put in a really, really good position. Um, so then Jefferson, I do think is it's not really as much about the position that he's in for him as with Cup. So at the same time, though, this is only his second year. So I'm not going to, like, move him up to, like, number three or something, like, 
in his second year unless he played even better than he did, which is pretty hard to do. But And then Julio at five. I know that statistically he didn't play like it at all, but he was not healthy at all this year. I, he missed a good amount of games. He barely ended up qualifying for this list. And he, he did end up qualifying, though. But literally, like, half of the games that he played in, he ended up getting injured in them and then didn't play a lot of them. And I know because he was on my fantasy team, he had absolutely no chemistry with Tannehill. He was injured, like, every single game this year. And it just didn't work out for him this year. But I still think that the talent is there. Next year, hope he'll have a chance to prove himself, and I hope that he does because I like him and... I want to see him succeed. So I did move him down this year to five. But I know that some of you might be like, he should be like in the 40s right now. Like, I get what you're thinking. But for me, I'm just like, he he's, has not been healthy at all. Like, he's literally, like, when I say that he's missed games, I mean that there. I think there have probably been five games that he was playing at the beginning of the game, and then he got injured during that game and ended up missing the rest of it. Like, that's not... And then the games that he does play in, he's, like, questionable, like, leading up to the game and doesn't get the same snap counts because of that and doesn't get the same workload, and it's just... It hasn't been his year at all. <clears throat> um, At tight end, we got Noah Fant at 10, Mike Gusecki at 9, Zach Ertz at 8, TJ Hawkinson at 7, Kyle Pitts at 6, Gronk at 5, Darren Waller at 4, Mark Andrews at 3, George Kittle at 2, and Travis Kelsey at 1. So I don't think you guys will be as upset about this list. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, I know some of you probably think that Kittle is better than Kelsey. It's pretty close in my opinion, but I'm still going with Kelsey. And then Andrews had a great year. You can't say that he's better than Kelsey or Kittle yet. He definitely proved that he deserves to be number three, though. Um, <clears throat> so then for our offensive... So the way that I did the offensive line, I did offensive tackles as one position, offensive guards as another, and then centers as another. So I didn't do, like, left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle. I just did left tackle and right tackle as one position. So there's going to be 64 offensive tackles, 64 offensive guards, and then 32 centers. So the top 10 offensive tackles, we got Orlando Brown at 10, Garrett Bowles at 9, Taylor Luan at 8, Lael Collins at 7, Tristan Wirfs at 6, Ryan Ramczyk at 5, Andrew Whitworth at 4, Lane Johnson at three, Tyron Smith at two, and then Trent Williams, who's absolutely ridiculous this year. It's like a 98-point-something PFF grade, which is insane, at number one. So then for our guards, we got, let's see, Roger Stafford at 10, Kevin Zietler at nine, Joe Tooney at eight, Shaq Mason at seven, Wyatt Teller at six, Brandon Scherf at five, Joel Batonio at four, Ali Marpet at three, Quentin Nelson at two, and Zach Martin at one. And then at center, I got JC Treader at nine, David Andrews at sorry, JC Treader at ten, David Andrews at nine, Ryan Kelly at eight, Brandon Linder at seven, 
Alex Mack at 6, the rookie Creed Humphrey at number 5, Ryan Jensen at 4, Rodney Hudson at 3, Corey Lindsley at 2, and then Jason Kelsey at number 1. So now for our defensive positions that I have so far, I got Akeem Hicks at 10, so at defensive end, I got Akeem Hicks at 10, Chase Young at 9, Max Crosby had an amazing season, he's at number 8, Calais Campbell at 7, Demarcus Lawrence at 6, Joey Bosa at 5, his brother Nick at number 4, Cameron Hayward at 3, Cameron Jordan at number 2, and Miles Garrett at number 1. Aaron Donald just missed. Um, And then at defensive tackle, we got Eric Armstead at 10, Leonard Williams at 9, Jeffrey Simmons at 8, Jonathan Allen at 7, Kenny Clark at 6, Vita Vea at 5, DeForest Buckner at 4, Chris Jones at 3, Fletcher Cox at 2, and then at 1, obviously, we have Devon Godshaw. No, I'm joking. I'm a Patriots fan. Um, I have Aaron Donald as the number 1 defensive tackle. I was just joking with you guys when I said he missed. I just have him listed at defensive tackle instead. And I'm working on outside linebackers right now. We've gone through... The first eight teams, TJ Watt, obviously number one so far. Um, I think that's where he'll stay. So that's going to be it for today. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.